This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ashdown Call-In Day. This is an open question and answer session where you can call in and speak to me directly or simply listen live on the audio page on the webpage. If you've called in and have questions, press 1 to raise your hand. If you're listening on the audio player on the webpage, you'll see a box where you can type in questions. Feel free to enter your questions there as well. These sessions are all about you, and this is your opportunity to call in and speak to me live, and let me work with you to help you solve your weight loss problems forever. So if you've got something you want to talk about, please give us a call. Okay, welcome, everyone. So, yeah, call in if you want to talk to me, and uh, I'll be really happy to answer your questions. Uh, this is always an opportunity to figure out where you are on the Gabriel Method, what's next for you. <clears throat> As you know, we give you lots and lots and lots of information about addressing the real issues, not so much about forcing your body to lose weight. I, uh, as a matter of fact, I recently saw an interesting post. It was a YouTube video that um, – uh, one of the support group members posted into our private support group forum. And uh, we, it, was, uh, it was really cool because it was, it, was, it was by a doctor who found that forced restriction will cause you to gain weight over time. And that's something we've been talking about all the time. So you always know that you can lose weight uh, by forcing yourself to lose weight. But the question is, can you... Uh, rather address the real issues that are causing your body to hold on to weight so that you can get your body, your mind and body to work with you. And that's what we're always trying to do. So uh, if you have questions, you have to dial the number, press one, call in, and we can, we can have a chat. Um, in the meantime, uh, we're also busy preparing for our next Gabriel Method Detox, which we're all very excited about. And I want to bring Coach Nadia in. Coach Nadia does our detox with us. And uh, I know she's also got some questions that people have asked um, over the last couple of weeks in the forum. And um, also people have questions that they're, that they're putting in the chat roll so she can help with that. Uh, but I just want to talk about the detox also. So if we could bring uh, Nadia in, that would be great. Hi, John. Hi, Nadia. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks. How are you doing? Excellent. Thanks. So uh, we're just about to start our detox. And uh, I'm wondering if you can just uh, tell, tell people a little bit about the detox. For, from my perspective, I feel it's, a, it's one of our most uh, powerful programs that we've ever launched, and people seem to really, really love it. And I uh, thought we'd just kind of talk a little bit about what the detox is, if we can. Yeah, of course. It's a, it's a really great program. Mm-hmm. If anybody's thinking about it, I really encourage you to join us. It's, uh, we're going to be doing it for two weeks, like, just yeah. like we've always done. And the first week is a wonderful week of preparation. So if you've never done anything like this, it's, uh, you know, try not to worry too much. We're going to answer all of your questions during that first week. A lot of the things that people are kind of worried about, a little bit nervous and anxious about, we're going to talk about all of those things during the first week. We're going to teach you how to prepare. And then the next week, we'll go deeper into it the second week. 
Yeah, the, the thing I, the thing that I always notice about the detox is how um, amazing people feel toward the end of it, and how surprised they are at how how easy it was. Most people are really really scared of the concept of cleansing or detoxing, but uh, but for the most part, I'd say, wouldn't you agree that uh, people find it's much easier than they than they uh, would have would have suspected? Yeah. Yeah, and I think a big reason for that is because we do it together as a group, so you get that group support, and we've set it up in a way that your body doesn't struggle. So that's the whole idea with detoxing is that we are working together with the body's natural rhythm. So we're not setting up a situation where there's going to be struggle. We're setting up a situation where you are feeling really nourished as you go through the entire program. Exactly, and we we have – Webinars almost every day, every every other day in the first week, and then and then every day during the detox. So we're just there, we're there holding your hand, and uh, I think people really appreciate that. Yeah, I really appreciate it too. I've done, I've I've led detoxes where people haven't engaged in that support, and I see those yeah. people struggling. So I love that yeah, we yeah. have all of these webinars, and that we're there every day. We're also there in the Facebook forum. So you'll never, if, if you have a question and if you po- post a question, you won't have to wait long for an answer. Exactly. Um, okay. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm going to take a quick caller. Laurel from California is call, just called in. And then if I can in a little while, Nadia, I'll just bring you back and we'll talk some more and try to answer some of the other questions that, that people are asking. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Thanks, Nadia. You're welcome. Okay. Let's talk, let's talk to Laurel from California. Hi, John. Hi, Laurel. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I seem to be struggling. Um, I've gained nearly 20 pounds in about three months between June and September. Yeah. And um, my sister passed in May, so that may be part Mm. of it. I know that I was really stressed for several months because it took several months before I got a colonoscopy. And (laughs) so I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how do I get this turned around? Yeah. Well, uh, how how old are you? 61. And how much weight are you looking to lose? About 85 pounds. And what's happening with the colonoscopy? Where where does that fit into the picture? What's what's happening with that? Well, I hadn't had one in about 15 years, and I didn't really Uh want it. Uh, The colonoscopy, I had an endoscopy and a colonoscopy. Colonoscopy showed the colon was fine, but um, I've got gastritis, um, esophagitis, uh, hemorrhoids, um, you know, a lot of different sure. digestive issues. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's interesting because we were just talking about this detox. Uh, nothing on earth, in my opinion, and this is obviously not a medical opinion. I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving you medical advice. But this is just from my own experience in health and well-being and working with, you know, thousands of people over the years. Nothing on earth is better for your digestion than a detox, uh, because when you detox, uh, it gives the body a chance to heal. Otherwise, it doesn't have a chance, chance to heal. Um, so the inflammation goes away, and, uh, and then all the places where there's rips and tears in your intest- small intestines, large intestines, um, esophagus, all that stuff gets to heal. And, uh, and then also you kill all the unfriendly bacteria that cause inflammation, um, uh, you get to detox your liver, so it starts, so it's functioning better, um, so that your body can produce bile better and uh, and produce uh, get, uh, acids better and enzymes better. And uh, it's just it's just an amazing experience. So you might want to consider that. 
Uh, that's uh, yeah, coming up I on so. November 6th. Yeah, that would be a, a great opportunity for you. I've done uh, one of them, I think. Yeah, no, two okay. of them, I think. Okay, great. So that would be that would be an, an excellent opportunity for you. Um, but let's talk about also the um, that the fact that you lost your sister, was it? Yes. Yeah. Um, my condolences for that. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's con- that's a very common way trigger. Uh, there's a there's a holding on. There's the stress. There's the trauma. There's a lot of different uh, mental and emotional factors that come into play, and so that needs to be that needs to be addressed. And you'll you'll have much more success with your uh, healing your digestion and losing weight if you can address the trauma related to that. Uh, and we use, as you know, as you probably know, different uh, modalities for healing trauma, such as tapping, meridian tapping, and uh, cellular release. Uh, you can also use visualization to help relieve trauma, such as the safe, strong, and protective visualization. Uh, that's a really good one. But, uh, but spending a couple of months working with someone that understands how to release trauma, which is not just through talking but through doing energetic work, uh, would be really, really a, 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 an excellent, a, an excellent thing for you to do right now, mm-hmm. um, and and will help uh, will help tremendously with your weight. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so that's the course that I would take right now. I would look to do that detox, and then also look to spend a, a month or two working through uh, some of the trauma, and then, and then you can call me also on the next Ask John and see and let me know where you're at. And we can kind of work together over the next couple of months to try to turn this around. But th- those are the most important things. You always have to pick and choose your battles. Yeah. You know, otherwise, you take on too much, and then it all falls away. These are the two places that I would go right now. Okay, thank you. Cool. Okay. Great. All right. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Sure. Okay, let, let's bring Nadia back, uh, if we can, and uh, answer a couple of questions. Hi, John. Hi, Nadia. How are you? Hi, I'm great. So um, Janelle is in the chat role right now, and she's got a question. Would, uh, are you, would you like me to uh, pose her question? Absolutely. Go ahead. Absolutely. Okay, sure. So she is a vegetarian, and basically her question is about um, – she's wondering about protein sources. So she does yeah. have uh, – she said cheese is okay for her, but she struggles to uh-huh. eat eggs unless they're scrambled or in a smoothie. And uh-huh. she is thinking that her body is probably needing protein sources. Right now for breakfast, sure. she has a good quality grass-fed whey protein that she adds to her coconut yogurt or smoothie, which is great. But she's stuck uh-huh. for protein sources to add for lunch and dinner. Sure, sure. Well, the first thing I want to say is that you know, being a vegetarian uh, is, can be one of the best or worst things you can do from a dietary perspective, depending on how you do it. And it's a really good question you have because one of the problems when you are vegetarian is if you're not getting enough protein or if you're getting the wrong types of protein sources, you're going to have problems. Um, and the problems are going to cause uh, junk food cravings, and you're going to end up eating a very high-carbohydrate and starchy diet that elevates your insulin levels. Insulin is a fat storage hormone. That's going to cause your body to hold on to weight, uh, and uh, it's a vicious cycle. And I – and I uh, was a vegetarian back in the 90s for seven years. I gained over 110 pounds by doing it the wrong way. And then after I lost my weight, I was a vegetarian for about two years, but I was super, super healthy. So there is a right way and a wrong way to do it. As you say that, John, I just wanted to add in that Janelle did write in that um, she realizes that every day she does have heaps of carbs. 
rice, lentils, potato, bread, and pasta. So she's falling right into yeah. that. She's right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a, that's going to be a real, real problem, uh, but it's easy to turn around. So here's some of the things that I'd like you to do. Uh, first of all, make sure that every meal has a really large salad with lots of greens and different veggies, preferably organic uh, peppers and onions and mushrooms and uh, tomatoes and cucumbers and lots of organic greens. So you want, you want to have a salad with your meals a big salad. My, most of my meals are a salad. It's a huge salad. I, get, I eat lots of calories, uh, but it consists of a salad. Now, here's, there's an opportunity in, within the salad to put lots of good proteins. So one of them, I'll give you a couple of them. Uh, chia seeds are a great source of protein. Uh, they're also a great source of omega-3s and fiber and calcium. Uh, you either want to soak your chia seeds so it becomes like a gel and you can put it on the salad or you grind them. Otherwise, it's hard to digest them. I actually put them on without grinding them or soaking them, uh, sometimes just a little bit too because it's tasty and, and crunchy, but most of those, unfortunately, pass right through you. So you want to have, you want to have some sort of chia gel um, or, chia, or um, ground chia seeds. Uh, nutritional yeast, excellent source of protein. You can put, and it's very, very tasty, uh, you can put on your salad. And then what you want is rather than having beans and dal and things like that, you want, be- you want sprouted beans. So sprouted mung beans, mung bean sprouts, sprouted chickpeas, uh, a sp- chick- and sprouted lentils. Because what happens when you sprout a bean is that the starch and the carbohydrate go away. The, the bean actually eats the carbohydrate as energy for the sprout, and it becomes very digestible, very, and it's raw and live full of nutrients that are uncooked and not destroyed, uh, and protein. So you can take a, like a cupful of mung bean sprouts and then chia seeds, nutritional yeast. Tempeh is a good source of protein too, although most soy, uh, protein, most soy sources are not good and I don't recommend them. Uh, tempeh, organic tempeh as a fermented type of soy uh, is, is, is a really good um, type of soy. So those are some good ones. Also, you can have spirulina uh, from time to time in your snacks or in your like in between meals, or even or even just a little bit of spirulina and some water right before a meal. You can also have some more whey protein uh, just in um, just with your me- just with your meals. Just have a uh, uh, a little half a glass shot of protein along with it. That, that's a good source. Flax seeds are a good source of protein. Uh, and um, those are some of the better sources of, of protein that, that I would recommend. Can you, did I miss any, Nadia, that you can think of? Um, aside, aside from the flax and the chia, all the other activated nuts and seeds, so getting a variety yeah. of activated nuts and seeds, also raw nut and seed butter is really nice yeah. to add to smoothies or just, you know, on anything else, put in salad dressings. Um, yeah. You mentioned tempeh. I also really like um, natto. Is another uh-huh. fermented soy that is uh, really nice. You mentioned spirulina and also chlorella is really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are super healthy. So a good meal would be, you know, a half a glass of protein powder plus a big salad with all these different things we mentioned, the chia seeds, the sprouted uh, mung beans and chick, sprouted chickpeas, sprouted lentils, um, tempeh or natto. And uh, maybe some chia seed oil or flaxseed oil on there, lots of veggies, et cetera. That would right. make sense. Yeah, go ahead. And then also the um, uh, 
that you can get cheeses and yogurts made out of nuts and seeds. And if you can oh, yeah. get access to the raw milk cheese and the raw milk yogurts, that, those would also be nice too. Yeah, I just want to say that, you know, Whole Foods now has uh, grass-fed raw cheese. And there is a world, it's a, it has cheddar and uh, I think two, two versions of cheddar, world of difference, even in the taste between regular cheese and raw cheese. Uh, so, so opt yeah. for raw when you can. It's a huge, huge difference. Way more digestible, uh, way more absorbable. And uh, and in, and if you if you eat this way rather than the traditional, the road you're going down now, where it's all starches and dolls and rices, if you go down this road, you're going to be glow in the dark, healthy. You're just going to be super, super vibrant. The other way is a problem, and it, it's a problem that that accelerates, it gets worse and worse because as your insulin levels get higher and higher, you actually crave the junk food more and more. You lose the ability to burn fat. And, and, and most, most um, chronic health conditions are the result of elevated insulin levels too. Uh, so so going, down, going down the road that we're suggesting is like a night and day. You're, it's like the two opposite ends of the spectrum of health. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, Nadia? Yeah, it really is. It's, it's, uh, yeah. It speaks to that difference we talk about a lot between eating real food versus the uh, more processed yeah. man-made food, and that's yeah. what we're talking about here too. Yeah, I, I go sometimes, um, I, I'm t- tending more and more toward vegetarian myself for several reasons, humanitarian reasons. Also, I feel like uh, meat sometimes is hard for me to digest. Uh, and when, So when I have a vegetarian day, it's very much like this. I will have a protein a uh, shake with each meal and a huge salad with all these things I mentioned. And I just feel amazing when I do it. Do yeah. you, are you like that at all, Nadia? Do, are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly like that. I, You're exactly like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Nadia, I'm going to, I'm going to take a couple other questions and I'll bring you back again if I can. Or a couple okay, other callers rather. Than. All right. Thanks. Okay. Nadia. Thanks, John. Cool. Okay. Let's talk to Bela in Los Angeles, please. Yes, hi. Hello. Hi. 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 How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Okay, so I'm really happy on my journey for a long time as far as um, therapy and eating and meditation and all of that. But I mm-hmm. still feel that I'm definitely in the fat storage mode because every time I take uh, one step forward <laughs> you know yeah. there's um binging that happens um even if yeah. it's on healthy food i yeah. am eating it as if i am even trying to hide it from myself so i'll eat it mm. while i do other activities um yeah. and i'm kind of conscious of it you know and yeah, yeah. i'll know that no no i need to stop and tap or i need to stop and think about it but there is a part of me that just does not want to do that at the time. And yeah. so uh, thank God last night I really was able to delve a little bit more into it. And I realized that there's two aspects that I think it's about. And one is that um, it's kind of like the fat is is my tattoo of being a survivor. Like I feel like I've gone through trauma as a child and this is yeah. like the last vestige of 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 the sign that I might not want to let go of that Um, and then the other part was just that I uh, trained as a dancer and you know you learn that your best is never enough and so I really have to work on this is enough this is okay so I just wanted to like 
throw these at you and see if you have any yeah. insights because I yeah. really feel like I need help. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 43. Any signs of menopause? Yes, I'm in perimenopause and taking a lot of um, herbs, and I do bioidentical um, progesterone two uh, two weeks a month. And uh, between the herbs and that, it seems to help me. How long have you been doing the progesterone? It's been about three. Th- uh, it's been about four months now. Four. four and are yeah. you know what what differences are you noticing in in your body and your health and your weight and your cravings in your moods since you've been doing that since the progesterone yeah well the herbs really helped me with the hot flashes and all of that but the uh-huh. progesterone just brought back my cycle uh-huh okay all right uh yeah. and how Other much than, you lose? yeah uh-huh. uh 30 pounds okay so I, what, the two things that you keyed on, the emotional aspects, are exactly what I was keen on as you were talking. So uh, in the beginnings, um, only I'm going to take a little bit step further. Uh, rather than saying that the weight is a tattoo and the last vestiges of trauma, I would say it's a little bit, there's a little bit more to it than that. And that is that the weight is actually serving a purpose, a form of protection from the trauma. And that's really, really common. And it's especially common when you say that you, know, you take one step forward, two steps back. You, know, you hear people say a lot of times they're doing really great, and then someone says, oh, you look great. And then they kind of freak out, and they think, oh, I'm sabotaging myself. But it's actually it's self-protection. So do you understand what I mean by that, by self-protection? Well, I, I mean, I do them I, every time I think that. I do the meditations, and yeah. I don't. It it doesn't seem to trigger anything in me when I'm doing those meditations. I'm more now sure. into the one that says, um, "In a child, love your inner child." Uh huh. Um, so that one is resonating with me more these days. But but maybe maybe it's still the protection, and I just haven't. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Yeah. But well, I do both. You know, it's, okay. So, and the safe, strong, and protective visualization, are you familiar with that one? Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm doing that a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I, feel, like it, I feel like there's an element of protection. So I would, I would be okay. conscious of that and keep, and keep that safe, strong. In the safe, strong, and protective visualization, you imagine a column of light and guardian angel wrapping their wings around you, protecting you. I would keep that energy around you all the time. I would also do this. So go back when you're in your visualization. You might want to take some notes or you can just come, go back and listen to this uh, to remember what I'm saying. But um, when you're doing your visualization, uh, safe, strong, and protection, go back to the time of the trauma. And, and I'd like you to re, re-imagine the trauma experience to be completely different. So here's an example. Uh, say you, you know, you're a little girl and... You're getting beaten up on the on the somebody some bully comes up and is picking on you in the in the playground. Just an example. So what you would imagine is that this Hello. Hello.
Hello? Hello? Hello, are you still there? Hi, Bela, are you still there? Hello? King and a block Bela? Yes, yes, can you hear me? Hi, Hi Bela, yes, I can hear you. Sorry about that. John has just dropped his uh, the audio, and he'll be back momentarily, so just hold on a second. Uh, I apologize Okay, I thought it was my phone. Okay, that's fine. No, it's, it's not you. I, uh, I can't hear okay. John either, but I'm sure he's uh, going to be back just momentarily. So I apologize okay, thank that you. that got cut off in the middle of your call like that. It was very, it was like a really good answer, and I, and I was listening I know. intently in the middle of a sudden. <laughs> I okay. know, I know, I felt that too. <laughs> but I'm sure as soon as he comes back, he's going to pick up right where he left off. I, I Again, I apologize for that. I'm not sure what happened, but sometimes, you know, in these live shows, we yeah. get some technical glitches every once in a while. Okay, great. Thank you. So for everyone else that's on the call, just uh, hold tight and be patient. I'm sure John will be back momentarily. Okay. Okay. John, I just got a message. John should be coming back on the call in just a second. And, Bela, thank you so much for calling in. It's so nice when you're able to share your story. It helps not only you but other people listening, too. Thank you. Yeah. So while we're waiting for John to come back, I'll just um, take the opportunity to remind people about the upcoming detox when we're starting, and that is going to be on November 6th. So just in a couple weeks from today, we start on November 6th, and we finish on November 18th. I just wanted to uh, let people know about those dates, and you'll also receive some email requests. Hi, John. Hi. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can yeah. hear you now. I'll leave you in there. I don't know what happened. All right, thank, thanks, Nadia. I don't know, I don't know what happened. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, okay, well, well, what I was saying, okay, so, Bela, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, so, so what I was saying was when you go back to the, uh, in your visualization, I want you to go back to the trauma that you experienced as a kid, and I want you to reinvent it. So, as an exa- example, uh, let me explain so let's say that you're five years old, you're on the playground, and there's a bully bullying you, and that's the trauma. And I'm not saying that's what you experienced. But let's just take that as an example. What I want you to experience, imagine is that you're, in what, you're five years old again, and this guardian angel is there wrapping her wings around you at five years old and telling this bully to go away. And, and then, like, if the bully is still pushing, the guardian angel just flicks its wings, and the bully goes flying to the other side of the playground and runs away. Did you understand? Yes, yes, definitely. Because your your body doesn't know the difference between a real and imagined experience. So when you reinvent, re-envision the experience to be different, your body feels safer. Then I want you to go back from the age of five or whatever the age is up till now and any other period of time where there was a trauma, re-experience it, uh, re-envision it, uh, in it with a positive outcome. Okay. Do you understand? Yes, I like it. Okay, great. I want you to do that, and then I want you to do one other thing. You know, the thing about you said about the dancer, that's really about self-love. You know, when you're a dancer, you're competitive dance, never good enough. There's always someone out, out you know, that's going to be better. You're going to lose out, da 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 uh, So yeah. self-love is a really important one uh, for, for you. Feeling like you're good enough, you're enough, you're accepted, 
you accept yourself, you forgive yourself, all these different things. So I have a series of affirmations, four affirmations that I do that work really well. Uh, and, and you can imagine them while you're doing your visualization or even while you're going to sleep at night. You just imagine every cell of your body saying them over and over again like a mantra. Okay, and so what those yes. are are I love you. You can write these down. I love you. I accept you. I forgive you. I appreciate you. I love you. I accept you. I forgive you. I appreciate you. Yeah, I have called in the past, and you've told me these, and I've um, yeah. tried to incorporate them. Definitely need to incorporate them more. Um, yeah. It's yeah. I just I, I love everything you just told me, and I'm going to make sure to yeah. try that. Um, I, it's it's just been such a long process, and I keep on thinking, you know, it's I'm, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, and it's kind of, every once in a while it feels hopeless to not to not um, be in the in, in the place I want to be yet. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, working through these, these are the main issues that are affecting you. And then, you know, being perimenopause means that uh, you have to be a little bit more patient with yourself right now, too. But that's also about self-love and self-acceptance. So I feel like you're going to win a lot by focusing on self-love and self-acceptance. And by just doing these couple of things to to work through some of the traumas, I feel like you'll get in. uh, Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. My Thank pleasure. you so much. Take care. Okay. Take care. Okay, let's bring Nadia back if we can. Hi, Nadia, are you there? Hi, Nadia. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, thanks. Okay, perfect. So um, we have a question from Shirley, and she is on the call. She's in the chat role right now. But she has to leave soon, so she's not able to call in and speak with you. So I'm going to ask on her behalf for her. Um, She says that she is struggling right now. Her mom passed away six and a half months ago, and there's much family illness. Um, She has lost two pounds, and she's using the 21-day meditation and sometimes the evening visualization. She's noticing that Uh her clothes are a little looser, but she's also noticing that the process is very slow. And her question is, which visualization should she use? Um, are both fine, the, 20, the both that she mentioned, or are there other ones you recommend? Yeah. And she also wants to know yeah. how much chia and flax should she take per day. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so any visualization you listen to that we've created is going to help you. So those are fine if you like them. But, you know, in the members area of the support group, there's many other visualizations. And the safe, strong, and protected one would just be a really good one to help work through the trauma of, uh, of, you know, losing a loved one. So I would, I, I would invite you to listen to that one and also the living goddess uh, um, every, uh, every once in a while. So you, you, don't, you can't go wrong. There's no specific regimen of when and how many of which visualizations to listen to. But I would experiment and explore with those ones and see how they feel. And if they feel good, I'd listen to them for a while. Uh, now with chia seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds are better than flax seeds. Uh, you can take them at also as a chia, chia seed pudding. That's something that Nadia and I talk a lot about. One part chia seeds to three part liquid, some sort of unsweetened nut milk, for example, uh, and um, is, is very good. And, and a couple of, I would say a couple of tablespoons a day is a good number. 
there's no right or wrong. Your body will tell you so if you don't feel like I'm having them, don't have them. If you want more, have more. But a couple of tablespoons a day is, is, uh, is good. Uh, you can also use chia seed and flaxseed oil in your salads to get extra omega-3s, uh, and that's really beneficial. And, you know, also, Nadia, a lot of people talk about the ketogenic diet now, and everybody is, is very uh, pro-fat, um, healthy fats, and they talk a lot about saturated fats, medium-chain saturated fats, um, as, the, as an ideal fat. And the truth is that that's not true for everybody. Most people, that, a lot of people that have, um, have weight issues have certain gen- DNA and genetics that, that, that make them very responsive to inflammation. And, and, though, and oftentimes those people do not benefit as much from the medium-chain fat, saturated fats as much as from the omega-3s. I, I remember reading something recently from Sarah Godfrey, uh, Dr. Sarah Godfrey, who I have a lot of respect for. She's Harvard-trained and MIT-trained doctor, uh, really intelligent lady. And she talks about how, given her DNA profile, saturated fats don't work too well for her, but the omega-3s work really, really well. So she has a lot of fish and fish oils and, and, uh, and things like that. And, uh, and I know for me, when... Um, when I was uh, first losing weight, I used to follow, and I still follow Dr. Mercola a lot. I think he's, he's brilliant. But he was talking about coconut oil back then, it was 2002, 2003. And I started taking coconut oil in excess for the purpose of losing weight. And every time I did, my weight loss would slow. And then I'd stop taking it, and my weight loss would accelerate again. And it's really about the omega-3s are what work for a lot of people. It's not... You know, this whole ketogenic movement, uh, paleo movement, it's not one size fits all. And a lot of times the people that need the weight loss, most help in weight loss are the ones that have the genetic profile that would make them um, less responsive to the saturated fats. But everybody benefits from the omega-3s. So the chia seeds, chia seed oil, cold water fishes, and also lots of green leafy vegetables. They have omega-3s too. Really, really good. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Great. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, as we were speaking of the detox, uh, Jude wrote in and she w- she's wondering about the detox for her. Uh, I am still struggling with long-term effects of a concussion, so I hesitate to do anything extreme to my body. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you would have to check with your doctor as to where you are with the, with the concussionist and as to what your dietary requirements are. Uh, that, would be really, that would be a really important thing. So I don't know what medicines you're taking or what your doctor needs you to do to recover from this. So that's, that's first and foremost. Uh, but that being said, uh, the way we do the detox is you go at your own pace. So we try to introduce foods... The whole point, the whole concept of the detox is that you are eat, eating or drinking foods that are, have very, very high in nutrients, uh, but very easy to, to digest. So like broths um, and um, juices and super greens, all, all these things are very easy to digest. They require no digestion, very, very high in nutrients. And that can only help in any type of recovery, um, any, anything your body needs to recover from will maximize when it's not wasting all its energy in digestion and it's getting lots of nutrients. Does that make sense, Nadia? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and I like what you said about going, your own, going at your own pace during the detox. Yeah. So it, there really yeah. is a lot of room to play in the detox and to make it your own. 
Yeah, so I would invite you to, to try giving your doctor's blessing and just really go at your own pace. Yeah. Okay, there is another question here from Lori. Uh, she yeah. says, I was recently diagnosed with AFib and I'm going through testing labs, hot, heart monitor, et cetera, and will be meeting with cardio in mid, mid-November to hear his thoughts on treatment going forward. I have no idea sure. what to expect and I'm a little afraid of what recommendations will be regarding diet, et cetera. Just in general, yeah. do you have any suggestions for, for her dealing with this? Yeah, well, omega-3s are great for your cardiovascular system. Live foods are really all the things that we talk about are super, super healthy for your cardiovascular system. Uh, and then gentle, gentle movement, if, if, you're, if your doctor's okay with that, gentle movement is, is really good. Um, but, um, but the foods that cause the most problems for your cardiovascular system are processed foods uh, because they all cause insulin resistance, which elevates your uh, insulin levels, and that causes hardening of the arteries and cardio problems uh, in, at, at every stage. So, uh, so you want to eat foods that are as real as possible salads, green leafy vegetables, uh, omega-3s, healthy proteins, um, and also green juices and veggie broths. One of the things that I I drink all the time now, and uh, Nadia, I know we've talked about this a couple of times, is veggie broths. So I will take a, um, I will just cut up lots of different green veggies and boil them for a couple of hours. And then I will let them cool and then put some salt and cayenne pepper, healthy salt, like Himalayan salt and cayenne pepper. Uh, put, it in, put them in some mason jars. I'll usually get about 15 mason jars, one-liter mason jars out of, out of it. And uh, they're good for a couple of weeks in the fridge, and I just drink them cold all the time, and they're loaded. So you're getting lots of nutrients uh, with that and um, lots of uh, detoxification benefits um, without much stress in your system. So having something like that or um, water with apple cider vinegar or water with, le- uh, with lemon to help just flush your body, that'll help a lot too. Another good one is visualization. Visualization is so powerful. Just visualize white light into your heart, into your cardiovascular system, cleaning it and healing it. And then you're using your mind and your life force energy to heal your body as well. Does that make sense? Nice. Yeah, I like those suggestions a lot. Especially that last Excellent. one. Cool. <laughs> uh, we have another, a, a few other questions. There yeah. is one here from Jamie, and she wants to know: uh, Does John do, John, do you have an opinion on food reactivity slash sensitivity testing? Yeah. So, um, so, so for the, for the most part, in general, the the, the one thing that I that I say about food sensitivity is that um, when your digestion is not right, and, for mo- and that's most of us, if you're just eating a regular diet uh, over the years without paying too much attention, your digestion is going to be seriously impaired. I don't care who you are. Uh, and the combination of having um, a, your digestion impaired over, from years and years of stress and eating processed foods that are devoid of nutrients and have been molecularly altered so that your, your immune system recognizes them as a foreign body rather than food, which is the case of most processed foods, when you combine the two, you're going to have food sensitivities to pretty much whatever you're eating uh, if you eat it often enough. And that's typically the case. And I'm I'm sure you've seen this, Nadia. Someone goes in for a a test and it's all the foods they're eating all the time they have insensitivities to. Have Have you seen that before? Yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's basically because, 
uh, your immune system is recognizing that food as a foreign as a foreign invader. Uh, you're developing antibodies to that to the to the food, and you develop and it's causing an insensitivity and an allergic reaction. So there's two components to healing that. Uh, one obviously is to back off from those foods for a short period of time, but then what's going to happen is whatever other foods you're going to eat, you're going to develop insensitivity to that. So it's a really short-term approach. It's not a sustainable approach. The real approach is to heal your digestion, such as doing the, uh, we do when, when we do a detox, like the one we're, gonna, we're about to do, and by eating uh, as, as much real food as possible as opposed to processed foods, because the processed foods are not recognized for the most part as food to your immune system. When you process something, uh, you make it very hard to break down, but in, the, in doing so, uh, you change the molecular structure of the food, and by changing the molecular structure of the food, your body doesn't recognize it as food. So you want to eat as real as possible. And Nadia, I know we say this all the time, you can imagine that the ideal diet is if you were living on an island 10,000 years ago, everything that's there, uh, real live fruits, vegetables, salads, animal proteins, nuts, activated nuts, seeds, all of those things are very digestible. Uh, it's, you're much less likely to develop insensitivities to it, uh, especially if you heal your digestion first, and those are the primary foods that you eat. And then you supplement with things like probiotics and digestive enzymes and have things like bone broth to heal leaky gut. When you do all those different things, you're much less likely to have food, food intolerances, food insensitivities, and it becomes a much more sustainable approach because you're not going to develop them from the food you're eating. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And okay. it's, it's a really good point you bring up because when people go for these um, testing, like you were saying, they, they, yeah, the yeah. test shows the result that they're sensitive to everything they're eating. And then people yeah. get that sense of hopelessness of, oh, my gosh, well, what can I eat now? My, everything I'm yeah. eating is out of the picture. And so it's nice right, that you're giving people this information and a direction to go in and how to heal. Right. And then what also happens, though, Nadia, is then they eat all these other things and they develop intolerances and insensitivities to, the, to them. And no one really talks about right. why that happens. It's like it's not like it's not some kind of magic. It's really common sense when you're when your digestion's impaired and you're eating foods that are that your immune system is recognizing as as uh, toxins rather than food. You're going to develop insensitivities to it 10 times out of 10. So the key is to heal the root causes and then you don't have the problem anymore. I don't do any. Uh, food intolerance testing, anything like that. I just spend a lot of time healing my digestion and eating, uh, adding lots of really super healthy foods, and that's the way I address that issue. Right, and more and more, we're all starting to realize how important the digestive system is. If you heal your digestive yeah. system, so many other things in your body will heal as well. Exactly. Awesome. Okay, so um, I just want to let you know that. Uh, both Shirley and uh, Lori have heard your answers, and they both wrote in the comments, thank you very much. It was very helpful what you said. My pleasure. Thanks. Okay, so um, there is a question here from um, uh, Janelle, and she says, uh -huh. would it be necessary to limit even healthy sources of oil, for example, coconut and extra virgin olive oil, for a person that already has a fatty liver? Also, would it be necessary to limit protein to less than three times a day if this person already has an overworked liver? Well, it's really interesting, Nadia, we're getting all these questions because nothing on earth is better than healing fatty liver than, than doing a detox. I mean, that is the right. best. And, and obviously, I'm not a doctor, so this is not medical advice I'm giving, but nothing, in my opinion, is better than giving your digestion a rest, having super, super high 
nutritionally dense foods that are that require no digestion at all and then you spent your liver spends two weeks detoxifying so nothing on earth is better um, that, than a detox so i would strongly encourage you to to do a detox that being said it's not the, it's not necessarily the healthy fats that cause fatty liver or that make fatty liver worse uh, those are not the problems the problems are the processed foods so all the processed grains and sugars and and, and junk foods and, and, and the refined oils. Uh, that's not the no oils we're talking about. The refined oils are the refined vegetable oils. They're the ones that you see in the chips and the crackers and all the prepared stuff that you see in the middle aisles of the supermarket. Those things cause tremendous damage to your body. So it's really the processed foods that cause the problems. Because what happens is, again, when you process a food, you make it very difficult to digest. So your liver can't break it down. Your liver doesn't even know how to break it down sometimes. And you develop clogs and blockages, and that's where you get the fatty liver problems, not from things like coconut oil or flaxseed oil or chia seed oil or things that, are, that your body knows how to digest. So, um, so the, so the two-pronged approach that I would take is if you can do a detox like the one we're about to do, that would be super because um, nothing's better for that than, than for fatty liver. And then uh, start to add more and more real foods to your diet. And I want to tell you a story about adding real foods and how, how well it works. Um, people always approach a diet by all the things that they can't have. And, you know, some of the most brilliant doctors, and I follow them, they're friends of mine, I interview them, they interview me, we support each other. Uh, they are, they're really cutting edge, and I agree with all of their dietary suggestions. The one thing I don't agree with is they all say the same thing. Cut out all sh- Stop eating sugar. Stop eating this. Stop eating that. Stop eating and, and I'm thinking, okay, you're a doctor. You have not been trained in psychology, and you don't understand uh, that as soon as you focus on what you can't have, that's all you think about. And, uh, right. and that doesn't work in the long term, right? But what does work is focusing on what you can have. Add this, add this, add this. So my daughter, is she's 15 years old now. I have never restricted her ever. The only time I ever restricted her actually was when <clears throat> she was getting a lot of mucus buildup and she was eating a lot of ice cream. And I said, you probably shouldn't eat ice cream for a while. And I didn't say that for dietary reasons except for the fact that she's building up mucus. <clears throat> and, um, and the next day she said, you know, Dad, ever since you said that, all I can think about is ice cream. And I thought, yeah, that's exactly what happens when you say, don't eat this, don't eat that. But what I'm doing with my daughter now is I got her turned on to uh, a combination of super greens and protein powder. Uh, and she has it now three times a day. She likes to taste it. She has it three times a day. She just doesn't want the other junk food anymore. Uh, she only wants healthy food. If she tries to eat the typical junk food that she used to eat, she gets nauseous <clears throat> and she doesn't want to go near it. And that's what she wants. So to, to get sustainable health, you want to focus so much on adding, adding, adding super healthy foods. So in this case, with the fatty liver, if you uh, do a detox and then come out of the detox adding, adding, adding super healthy foods uh, all the time, you will stay pure and healthy. You will not want the, the foods that, that are causing problems, and you will be able to reverse the fatty liver. Uh, but coming, circling around to the very start of your question, it's not necessarily from the healthy fats. That's not what's causing the problem. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. And I have seen that in my own life, too, what you're talking about, adding yeah. things in and those things that used yeah. to be your old favorites, they all of a sudden, you just don't want them anymore. They don't taste good. They don't feel good. And you're not attracted to them. Yeah. And you know, like when you're not adding, okay, and, you, and then all of a sudden, no matter what you eat, it's just not enough. You're eating mediocre foods, partially processed foods. Uh, they don't have, they're devoid of nutrients. 
And it's just never enough. You know, you fill yourself up, your stomach's all bloated, but then two hours later you need something more. You get tired, you, uh, you get foggy, and you're just, you're just never satisfied. And that's what comes when you don't add. So the focus, is, the focus always, always has to be is adding, adding, adding. Right. And, I, and yeah. I feel, too, I, I think um, you, you talk about this a lot in the visualizations, too, and it speaks to this part of our body. But on an energetic or psychological, emotional part, there's a, there's a nicer feeling when you're, when you're focusing on adding versus depriving yeah. or sacrificing yeah. yourself from things. And yeah. that, that's yeah. a lot easier to deal with moving forward. Oh, it's well, a million times easier. Of course. Yeah. It's a million times easier. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Great. Uh, do we have any, okay. any other questions? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there is, there is one here from uh, Bela, and she uh, says, yeah. raw, milk, raw milk still comes from cows that are injected with hormones, right? So that would it be doesn't have issue, to. right? It, it, it doesn't have to. Uh, usually people that make raw, raw milk are uh, aware enough uh, that they are not injecting their cows with, with hormones. They're usually just mo- local mom-and-pop farmers, and it's grass-fed, so you really have to know the source. Um, and, uh, and to answer, if that comes back to the, uh, to the cheese question, uh, that's, an if, that's an if type of thing. Um, but there are two different issues. The hormone issue is one issue. Uh, but the real issue with processed uh, um, pasteurized milk is that when you pasteurize it, you change the molecular structure of it so that your immune system recognizes it as a foreign body or a toxin, not as food. And that's a bigger issue. Uh, than the hormone issue, although that is also a relevant issue and worth looking into, especially if you're, you know, if you're buying like raw cheese from Whole Foods or something, would be worth a phone call to the source and find that find out. Yeah, yeah. And I find that if uh, if companies are doing things in a in a, in a way that involves a lot of integrity, then they're very happy to share that information with you when you call them. Absolutely, that makes sense. Cool. Okay, so um, that, I don't see any other current, oh, oh, there's one more question that just came in from Melinda. Um, She says, what foods or supplements or other might help me with sleep? Yeah, so so anything that's warm in in the evening can help a lot because uh, uh, like um, if you, if you do get, if you do get raw milk, a, uh, a little bit of warm raw milk in the evening uh, will, will help put you right to sleep. But, um, but there's other things that can help with sleep that are not food-related. <clears throat> For example, um, what, what, what I like to do, one of the things that you want to do to help get sleep is really, uh, is, is really to spend some time getting out of your head and into your body before you go to sleep. So here's, here's something you might want to try. Before you go to sleep at night, either take a really, really warm bath <clears throat> or take a shower, start making the water real, real warm, and then real, real cold, and then real, real warm, go back and forth like that. And then once you come out of the shower or the bath and dry off, get on your hands and knees, touch your forehead to the ground, and just stay in that pose with the yoga, what they call it, uh, the child's pose. Stay in that pose for about 30 seconds or a minute, uh, and then sit up. And just meditate for a minute or two. Lie down and listen to the evening visualization. That process gets you out of your head and into your body. It uh, dilates your blood vessels and uh, um, gets your uh, lymphatic system drained and, uh, and gets your energy.
out of your cerebral cortex in your head and into your body, and that's really what you need to, to fall asleep. Most of us are just too wired. Uh, you do want to, an hour or two before you go to sleep, stay away from light uh, TVs or computers or phones because that light interrupts the melatonin uh, secretion in your brain, and that uh, affects your sleep also. So as a ritual, uh, if, you try, if you try that, you'll find that uh, you get into a much deeper sleep much quicker. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that, on, getting to, on what you're doing these days to help get into a deep sleep, Nadia? Uh, yeah, I like all of those things you said. I use a lot of those. Um, uh, meditation, I'll, I'll do uh, a meditation if I'm having trouble sleeping. I'll also use a really good quality lavender essential oil sometimes, just a drop on my pillowcase. Yeah. And sometimes uh-huh. the, just the aroma of that will help to calm down your central nervous system. Um, John, I know you also made a really good uh, video blog post about this, and I posted that link I in did. the chat roll so you can go and just look now. at that as well. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You're, you're fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, I happen to have the link right on hand. So and that, that kind oh, of summarizes great. a lot of what you just talked about. So that's a nice resource for people. Um, and then I also recently um, – I make tinctures, and so what I did is I took some herbs that are known to be nice and relaxing, and I tinctured them in, in brandy, and um, oh. occasionally I'll use that. I have it in a little a glass dropper bottle, and I'll just uh, take yeah. a little dropper full of it under my tongue, and sometimes that just yeah. really helps to calm me down. Well, with the brandy, if you take enough of it, that should help you get to sleep, too. Yeah. <laughs> you take more than a few drops. Well, what, type, what type of herbs are, are you using? Um, I use... Hot, wild lettuce, uh-huh. uh, valerian, and oh, yeah, valerian I think I put really chamomile yeah. in there as well. Yeah, a valerian tea or a chamomile tea also really good at night. Yeah. yeah. Good one. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, I guess that's it for today. So, uh, Nadia, thank you very much for all your help. And again, we're, Nadia and I are going to be on, on this detox starting November sixth. We'll send out a few emails over the next couple of weeks to uh, give you information about it. You can check it out, see if it's right for you. It is a life-changing experience, uh, this detox. I can tell you that. Many, many people have said so. Um, And it gets you going in the right direction. It gets your hormones balanced. It gets your digestion cleared. makes it much easier to burn fat and keep it off and and kind of resets your your taste buds and um, and, and, and your metabolism on many levels. It's a really, really cool thing to do. We do it every six months, and the next one's November 6th. So definitely check it out, see if it's right for you. And uh, otherwise, if you have any questions, post them to the forum, and uh, we will be there and check out the weekly classes that we have with all of our great coaches, and we'll speak to you real soon. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks, John. Okay, take care. Thanks for joining me on this Ask John Call-In Day. For any questions I was unable to get to in this call, I'll post my written responses in the forum for your reference. I appreciate you taking time to join me here, and I look forward to connecting again with you soon. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! (sighs) 
Smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.